When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Theme songs, but that's gonna be like that's gonna be like an ongoing thing in our show. It's gonna be like you you never know which theme song is coming. It's like the roommates, like you never know like which each other gonna do. Actually, they do the same one, I think. Do they? I think it's like the same intro. Well, welcome to another Black Lotus episode. It's just a dynamic duo episode. Then back at you, not solo dolo, but duo ulo. You know what I'm saying? I'm a punk rock. Yes, and, sir. Uh, hey man, listen. We were watching some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I have never seen the last four episodes of The Clone Wars. Um, nah, but like, I don't know. Watching season seven of The Clone Wars mm-hmm. really got me thinking. thinking. And I'm, I'm not really going to talk about Star Wars, but more on some existential stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's the black world is really about. Facts. Existential growth. Facts. Because... Just watching this stuff makes me think about hidden figures in the, in the United States. Or just in the world, honestly. Just like all types of hidden forces that we don't know about. Like George Lucas talks about, you know, political corruption mm-hmm. and um, and just like puppets kind of on each side. But it's so normal to us in our world. I think Star Wars kind of makes it a little more simpler. Because yeah. because we get to see the side of the of the true antagonist of society yeah. with with Palpatine, I think it all kind of it all kind of fits a certain way. And I don't know, bro. It's just kind of crazy. We, we we really a lot of when you look at a lot of things in society, it's just kind of weird, bro. It's, like, there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on, bro. There's a lot of weird stuff, and um, Star Wars really got me thinking. Really got me thinking. Like a lot of people just view Star Wars as a um, like like a little kid thing. Like Star Wars, you like Star Wars? You're such a nerd. Like, nah, fuck that, bro. Star Wars is some real shit, bro. Nah, bro. Like for real, though, it, like it, it deserves I, all the awards it got, bro. Like it, it's it's a story about like like enter the real world, bro. Especially the prequel trilogy where we're like where they really get into politics. Yeah. When you talk about like pawns and people who's like who have a very specific role in the creation of a of an order. It's just interesting, bro. It really could have been like the 40 laws of power, bro. Bro, honestly. You know, it's kind of crazy. I was looking in my room today. I was looking at the 48 laws. Yeah. I, I kind of stopped reading it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out to Anaya, who is a part of the Black Lotus Book Club. Yeah, I'm it's not going to. Just gonna... me and her. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to. Yeah, Black... My fault, Anaya. I, I, I fell off a little bit. I. <laughs> See, bro, bro, I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to have a book club, bro. It is. It That's is. why, cause like, bro, everybody's reading their own stuff, and I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to read, bro. 
Like it's hard to take the time well, every I mean, day. It'd be good and if we but, just had like a club where people just talk about what they read for the month. Yeah, that's true, but I don't know. Every, people get busy, and, and 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 you never brought up that idea. I also have not brought up that. Idea. You never brought up that idea. I never did bring that up. Idea. Because honestly, like I, I could, I, 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 I can honestly. That could, I could, I could go off on. No, I could help me though because I think I learn more um, in my books when I when I read them. Well, I mean when I when I talk about them. When I talk about them, I I get a lot. Yeah, everything just makes more sense to me. Everything makes more sense, and um, yeah, all the all the concepts kind of piece together in my mind. And it's not necessarily. Um, it's just it just everything just makes everything clear. It's like sometimes when I just read it and I don't talk about it, I kind of forget the information a little bit. Yeah, you know, because sense. like but then talking about it makes those makes those connections just, just click and stay in my memory and my brain. And another thing is, when I talk about politics, politics is something that I like. I don't enjoy, like, the reality of it. I like looking at it from a satirical point of view, as I said in the last previous podcast. And I look at it from, like... Previous podcast that we recorded. An, entertain- an entertainment point of view. Hmm. Because... Entertainment. Yeah. Because kind of, it, kind of it, it's, really some, it's really some, like, some spatial... spatial Shakespeare shit. God dang, I can't speak today. Just because of how like everything is kind of happens in, 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 a, in a scripted scripted plan. Brainstorm. <laughs> some niggas that at, in in liberal arts, and some niggas in uh poly, yeah, actually no, no liberal arts and uh, some business students hey, got bro. together and made a business. Hey, bro, I'm not gonna lie. The Democrats did a really, really good job, bro, by getting black people to vote for them. Like, by 2008, I already had a stranglehold on the Democratic Party, on, like, on black people. And then they yeah, gave yeah. us a black president. Yeah. Like, bro, like, they knew if we get a black president in, we, we, they gonna be voting for us forever. We will never have to work for their vote again. We will never have to give them anything. We will never That's have to, we will never have to give them anything. We will never have to do prison That's reform. Exactly what they thought. That's we won't exactly have to do prison reform. We won't have to address violence on the streets. Nothing. We ain't gotta address nothing. Like, like they, they, like they don't have to address racism in the workplace. All types of stuff. They don't have to do anything. They keep going with their microaggressions. They can even take our culture, bro. And we're still gonna vote blue, bro. We can keep killing them too, and just keep manipulating them. Give, keep giving them same simple status. Shit, bro. They can keep killing us. That's what I'm saying. Like and and I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and act like Obama didn't like earn that shit. You know he he did, but I'm just saying like it, it's like these people are thinking a few steps ahead, y'all. Like you know we gotta understand that they're thinking a few steps ahead. And no, we should be thinking we should be thinking three steps ahead. Cause and we've been getting this shit out the gutter since day one. And we're thinking behind, bro. We're thinking behind. I mean, honestly, when it comes to voting. It's like a, a lot of people are just are so simple minded at the. Actually, I at, thought about voting the voting plan. What about it? You know how most green people, if they can't get a good candidate in, they'll vote for a presidential candidate that's not of their party. Right. Why don't black people just create their own party and instead of sending out people, we just can create a small blockchain of. Of uh, of voters. So you have to get people connected. You people have to feel like they are. Yeah, but now now, now the monolith is no longer a problem. 
because we're no longer voting for a, a, a potential candidate. We're voting as a party. It's true. I mean, the thing is, though, um, my in my black political theory class this past semester, my professor said that in 1972, and even they like, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. In 1972, they tried to make an all black party. Right, and, and no, 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 like oh. a black party. There was a convention for it, and all the greatest and all all the black thought leaders from from all across the country, Democrat and Republican, uh-huh. liberal and conservative, uh-huh. they came together. But there was just too there was too big of an ideological difference. Really, they, they couldn't come together. Really, and I honestly think that there's a big ideological difference in our society today. Yes, there is. Which is why it shouldn't but, be but about it's, politics. But it's even worse now. Because not only... It shouldn't be about politics. It should just be straight economics and the betterment for black people. Bro, it's worse now because before it was liberal versus Democrat. Right? I mean, it was liberal versus, versus conservative. It was Democrat versus Republican. Yeah. Now now it's man versus women. Liberal versus conservative. And you Like, men and women are used to be kind of unified on shit. That's true. Especially, like, in, in black culture. Yeah. But, like, now... It's like, like there's a lot of there's a lot of um a lot of disorganization. You know, we're not like we don't understand each other. You know, everybody kind of um it's just it's just too it's just too um it's just too much division, bro. There's too much division. Like, we don't see eye to eye on anything. We don't understand each other, bro. Black men don't understand black women. Black women don't understand black men, bro. Black men don't understand black women? Yes. I don't know if I can agree with that. I don't think we do, bro. I think that we, we, I think that we, me, you, after reading The Man Not, which I still haven't yet to finish. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I honestly, I think. I think that black men understand black women to a point that they don't even understand themselves. Wait, what? Sometimes we, we know things about them that they don't know about themselves. Oh, I, I agree with that. And I was going to say that, I, although what I said... I, and black, black I, women know things about black men that we don't know about ourselves. So. Right. Uh, but although... There's no place. Here's the thing that I was going to say, though. Although, although I think that both sides know each other, I think black I think black women don't know black men more. I think I think a lot of the things that we think... I think we know I, more than... I think we know more about black women. Right, 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 right. Because I think... I don't know. We... Not even from like keeping a happy standpoint. I just think that at the end of the day, it's like th- like ideologies you, you and beliefs. Can, yeah, no, like you can throw shit at us, like from a man versus like like a man and woman standpoint, being right. with a woman. You know what I'm saying you can throw shit at a man, and this man won't like he won't retaliate. Like mm-hmm. he has to, that. That's being a strong man. His composure. I was thinking about this the other day. The strong, like, I'm going to be this. And this is how I'm going to live my life. I told myself, by the age, no, by the end of this year, my voice is going to be one monotone. Uh, and I'm going to have one generic ass laugh. Why? Because if I'm able to keep my composure as an individual, I'll have what I want in this world. How is that composure? All, all that is is being fake. That's not. That's not who you are. That's, but, but, you are not a one is. emotion type of dude. I'm, but that's not. That's not Generic what I'm laugh, bro. That is not I'm who saying, you are. That's what I'm saying. 
You understand what I'm saying? I'm saying if I keep my composure and keep the same, the same tone, I can still make references and shit and uh, laugh and uh, have emotion and have influxes in my voice and my tone, but I'm just going to be talking like this. You know what I mean? Like a little deeper, maybe. Maybe like right here. But like, yeah. for what? Why do you have to change your? Why do you have to change yourself in order to, in order to feel like, to, in order to, I'm not to be accepted? Myself. That is changing yourself. If you're if you're always talking in the same tone, and you're not you're, you're, you're not being expressive, huh? Next topic. Uh, Michael Jackson's minutes. Thriller is the greatest album of all time. Man, um, can you disagree with that? I, I disagree with everything. So. I'm, I'm gonna think of something bigger to disagree with right now. I will demolish you. I want you to name a better album. Okay, I'm you not, know what I've heard? I, I'm not gonna, I've heard that. I'm not gonna disagree. I've heard, I've heard that my dark twisted fantasy is better. I mean, oh, well, really? It's music, bro. Everybody has a different interpretation. No, fuck that shit. I want you to go song by song and say that hit for hit. How many songs does Thriller have? It has like nine. seven, nine. Nine, nine. I'm not gonna songs. lie. I'm not gonna Every lie. Every song on that album is a bump. No, I'm not gonna lie, dude. On Thriller, every all, song's a hit. It went. On, every song wants the charts. Yeah, like all nine songs are like are classic songs that everybody knows. Yes. Like, bro, that that's back when that's back when artists you release like be putting their all into yeah. every song. Yeah. Bro, you, you know how many songs of Thriller were left on the cutting room floor? Think of how many beautiful songs we we, we fucking missed out on, bro. Think of all the samples I could have made. Well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> People don't even be cycling, sampling Michael Jackson music. I do. It's too sacred, bro. Okay, are, is your music on the radio? No, not yet. Exactly. Like, you, you don't hear that shit on the radio. You never hear my shit on the radio. Though. Well, like, right I now. Don't anybody, you know. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want my shit to be played on the radio ever. That's a lie, bro. No, because is currency played on the radio? No. Yeah, he is. Not out here. But LJ be telling me in, in Texas he is. Like, For like, real? Yeah, bro. Okay, maybe, maybe. On the same radio station as crazy, and they bro, were it's just regional. The southern yeah. people like that sound more. So is he playing it randomly? Well, he's gonna be on the radio. Yes, that's one thing that's we're gonna do with with our radio station. Well, I heard Larry on the radio in Houston, bro. Our radio station. Listen, this is what we're gonna do. We're dividing shit up by either DJ or by genre. Wait, hold on, dude. I'm not gonna lie, I had a crazy thought this morning when I was reading. Uh-huh. I was thinking of like the black community uh-huh. and how it's so hard to buy black. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we're so spread out. Uh-huh. But then I was re-listening to one of our old podcasts, Black Anthropology, Episode Six, Message to Black America. Go check right. it out if you haven't. I was talking about ethno aggregation, which is the process of allocating resources that you earn through business back into your community. Mm-hmm. Arabs do it in Detroit by making money. They do it in, in, in New York, too. But it's... Uh, any, Shout uh, out to Walkie Way Poppy! But, 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 but any group, any group 
who who does that, and any any group who makes money off of other people, but invest that that money back into into their community. I was thinking about that with black people. I was thinking about what if, bro. I don't know. Correct me if you're listening to this. Text me, DM me, tell me if there is something like like this that exists. But like a black Amazon. Well, that's what we're doing with DreamWorks. We're coming out with a black. E- or we're coming out with an email support. It's not. It's not black. Well, you're ch- bro. I can't understand you chewing your eyes, bro. My bad. Um, <laughs> um, I said uh, that's what we're doing with DreamWorks. How? It's not all black though, but it's a black man who's in charge of it. But I'm just in saying. E-commerce. He's just creating his own e-commerce service. Okay, that's fire. Yeah. That's fire. But that's the K tonight. Bro, and, uh, desire and and and, and Zyra, and Zai, and uh, I need to meet them. Charlie, soon. I need to meet them soon. But yeah. like thinking is Saturday. Saturday. just like a, a black marketplace, bro. Yeah. A mark, just a marketplace, full of this black stuff. It's online. It's like Amazon. It works like Amazon. Well, I told you how. To, well, yeah, actually, that that's brilliant. That's brilliant for when it comes to goods. But I already told you what, what we need to do as black people in order to survive. What? We need to start investing in ourselves into trades. And make great money. It's always needed. You can adjust your prices based off of how good you are at your services. I agree. I agree. I agree, bro. But what I mean... What, what Even you... I'm going to have my own service-based business. Thanks. Okay, what, what do you think of what I said, though? Like I thought that was brilliant. Because... Because the thing is, pe- people love black stuff. Yes, I think that's brilliant. People, Th- those two coincide with save the black community right there. People, people love black stuff. It would save so, the black society. It would, it would be a good foundation of the black society. So, so, so then. But then we'd have to take in consideration that it's going to have to move towards tribalism, because then we're going to have to start taking in consideration that why are we even need the current? Why are we even need the dollar? Well, I mean, like, I mean that, that's. Well, cause that's that, that's thinking way too far down the line. I'm talking. I know, about, but I'm just saying but, that for all the people in the future. But like, bro, I'm worried about trying to get us out of the mud now. Like, mm-hmm. it's like we can worry about the problems that come after that. Like, who that that could, that problem, those problems can be whatever. But those problems won't be as difficult as the ones we have now as a community. Yeah, thanks. Like, I'm just thinking. Thanks. I'm just thinking of what if we can think of just a marketplace where. It's all it's all black goods. All black people sell their stuff, sell their stuff on that marketplace, right? Uh-huh. And then, but not, but the, the the consumers aren't just black people. Yeah. It's other races who want our stuff, because our co- our influence on the culture is extremely big. Yeah. Our influence is massive on the culture. Uh-huh. It's massive, so other people of other races are going to be wanting to buy our stuff, and now and now we're winning. What we need is now, now, now the ninety-eight percent, now now the thirty billion dollar, however many, however much buying power Black Americans have, all that is going back into our community and then other consumers. Their stuff is going back. Their stuff is going into our community. Mm-hmm. So then we allocate those resources back into into saving our communities. Black America, this is our soundbite. Our main focus should be trying to develop a central currency for Africa. All black great thinkers need to be over there trying to help them invent one. They almost had one. Then they assassinated the leader. 
forgot what his name was. But um, if they have one, we will be on top. If we invest in it, if we start investing into the stock market, we will be freaking rich. Do you know how much, like, like you, I was talking about this in the car. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. All of, all, like, let's look at the statistics. Let me see. Let me, let me look at the statistics, bro. Where my phone at, bro? How much of the world's gold is in Africa? Eighty percent of the world's gold is in Africa. Eight? No, no. Actually, it's a ninety percent of the world's gold is in Africa. Let's see about the silver. Seventy-three percent of the world's diamonds. Ninety percent of the world's uh, gold. Sixteen percent of the world's uranium. Fifteen percent of the world's. Uh, or five percent of what's uh, oh, that's what it was. Ninety-two percent of the world's platinum. Wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But ninety-two percent. Yeah, I think it has iron too, though. Bro, the iron, like the iron, was really high. That's actually so crazy. It's actually so crazy, and them, you know, all them other countries they just be exploiting us, bro. French, I mean the French, bro. They they really, they really took us out. Bro, them motherfuckers just trained killers, bro. Just, just going to town on them. Them bro. Europeans who came over here, they're trained killers, bro. Bro, I bro, I was reading in my book today, bro, talking about like they was like they was doing that type of stuff to each other, you know, like before they came to Africa, you know, they was. They, they was fighting each other. They was pillaging each other's villages. You know, the Vikings, they was coming down and wrecking Europe up. Yeah. They was fighting 100-year wars, yeah. all that type of stuff. England and France going to war all the time. All those great factions fighting each other. Europe is on the slums. Europe is dirty. Yeah. Those, like, after, the, after they came to Africa and pillaged Africa and brought all those goods back to Europe... All, all that stuff went away mm-hmm. in Europe. And that poverty-stricken environment came down to Africa because now we were pillaged. Yeah. They passed on their ways to us. We <laughs> was good. We was good in Africa. We was doing our own thing. That's facts. But, I mean, like, they infected way more than just that. Like, they infected the black population up in Rome and up in Britain. Like, they really just came in like a virus and just took on. But, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying, though, like, like they're... They are skilled at just not lying and deception and, and weaponry and war. It's like Star Wars. What you mean? It's like the Sith. Shit, bro. Honestly. Honestly, bro. It's like the Sith, man. I, I can't disagree with that. Night. Like, Sith. Sith. It's evil. Yeah, Sith. Obviously, it's people who are more evil. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Some of the crimes that... There's like, a Kyle Pacino out there, but... Some of the crimes... There's a lot of Inquisitors that we know. So, some of the Cops. crimes, bro, that, I, that have been committed throughout history... Brand it's kind of crazy. Brother, brother... Bro. Bro, there's gonna be a... Um, karma, karma will strike back, bro. Because well, I've always thought about it, the idea of karma. 
I, I really kind of just kind of simpled it down for myself. It's, you it's, like it? Do you like that idea, Carl? No, nah, but I'm going to explain to you. It's you like... believe in it? Well, let me explain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, with karma, certain things, when you do certain people wrong, mm-hmm. I think the act of karma is the individual who did you wrong continuing to do the same habits over and over again. But then eventually, although you suffer their wrath Mm -hmm. they will their wrath will be suffered eventually because they're gonna fuck up they're gonna do the wrong thing to the wrong person and that and that's when karma hits because they continue the same behavior yeah like if like if 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 you if if you keep meeting random people on the street and 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 you keep spitting on people (laughs) And event and nobody does anything to you. Eventually, you're gonna spit on the wrong dude. He gonna sock you in the fucking mouth. So he's gonna beat your fucking ass. He and and I feel like that's karma. Yeah, that's karma. You feel like karma has a weight, huh? You feel like karma has a weight. You know, like how they say, like, if you do this to me, I'm gonna hit back you tenfold. I I don't I I don't think it's I don't think it's that it's that, um that complex I just think it's it's some people based stuff like if if you keep doing like this earth is about people if you keep doing people wrong you like someone's gonna get back at you eventually yeah and, and honestly and honestly if somebody don't don't get back at you for what you did you're gonna be getting back at it in yourself because you know you're a fucked up and evil person yeah <clears throat> and you gotta live with that <clears throat> you gotta live with that mm-hmm. you know that so I don't know the whole the whole th- I, I kind of thought about that kind of recently. It's like if if you keep doing people crazy in this world, you're gonna get like if 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 you oppress if you oppress if you mm-hmm. oppress a certain group of people for long enough, they're going to fight back, and you're not gonna be happy that's when facts. when you're losing this time. That's facts. That's that's your karma coming back. Yes, it is. And in in damages that take a hundred years, hundreds of years yeah. to to unfold, the karma could come back hundreds of years later. Yeah. Because it took longer to develop. Passion. Tell me, how was the warrior parade? Um, it was fun, bro. It was where'd fun. Did you? Who'd you go with? Um, I went with Reggie, Lenny Bo. Reggie, you should have been at work. You fuck nigga. Reggie wanted to experience something. Reggie, yeah. you should have been at work. You, you, you freaking popper. What? I had to sleep it out. Heard you. Um, but yeah, I went with I went I went with Reggie, Lenny Bo, Kobe, and Trent, and then Tom. I don't, wow. You know, you know, Co- you know wait, Tom. Kobe and Lenny. Wait, my boy Tom. Yeah, you know Tom. Bro, I gotta start. We gotta we gotta do that again. That that link has to come out. Like you guys, like hmm. you, yeah, we might have to move your party to like you are Friday. Huh? Is it Friday? No. We'll, we'll move this to Friday. Yeah. Well, from by the time we, we release this, that, that moment will have already passed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was it was fun though, bro. It was it was cool. It was kind of it's kind of wild seeing that you know we got four. Now it kind of makes me feel like you know we're getting old, bro. Yeah. Because we we've, we've kind of grown up with this dynasty. I kind of feel like that's why we have the emotional connection with it that we do. Right. Because we we grew up with this dynasty. Um, yeah. And now seeing four, it's like, damn, we're that old now. 
Bro, we remember after we remember the first one. You, you, you see how how young Steph, Draymond, Clay all look. Yeah. As opposed to how how they look now. Yeah. And then we look Draymond way. has gray hair now. Right, and we look way older too. Yeah, we look crazy older. Well, obviously, like the, they won our first one. Like, when when we first was like won, when they first when won, we was like I was, fourteen. When I, when, I, when they first won, I told niggas that I had a girlfriend and I didn't have one. Huh? Oh no, nah, no, nah, I wasn't that time, bro. That was after. You're thinking of seventh grade. You you did that in seventh grade. No, I did fifth grade. Oh, that was fifth grade. So mm-hmm. even so even before, I was like I was no, like I was like twenty. Was, bro, the first the first run was in twenty eleven. Fifth grade was twenty eleven twenty twelve school year. Yes, it was. Yeah, I'm saying that's how it was. And then we won in twenty thirteen. Right? Oh, we won in twenty fifteen, bro. Oh, well, eighth grade. Twenty fifteen, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty twenty two. I say that shit like the Niners now. Whenever people talk shit to me about the Niners, I say 81, 84, 88, 89, 94. Those are the years that we all won the Super Bowl. 91, 93, 97. Oh, bro. You don't even know, bro. You don't even know. You're not. You're a fake-ass Cowboys fan. And, oh, you yeah, made a fool of yourself on the podcast. You said 91, 93, 97. Now we'll always have a document of how you're a fake-ass Cowboys fan. I'm not going to lie. The parade, <laughs> we hopped the fence, and we was like in the middle of Market Street. For real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you was like you was you shook hands with somebody, huh? Yeah, bro. I say I shook hands with James Wiseman. My nigga James Wiseman, he's gonna be the goat, bro. He gonna be nice. He gonna be nice, bro. James Wiseman. Just keep shooting my, just keep shooting the ball, my boy. Just keep Hell shooting. yeah. Keep we we gonna get you on here one day, James. I promise you that. Oh, we gonna get you on here. We gonna get you on here ASAP. And it's gonna be manifestation. We it's like they gonna be like on Twitter. Look when, look when the Black Lotus manifested. Exactly. Getting James, James Wiseman. Hashtag, hashtag Black Lotus James Wiseman. Bro, he the same age as us, bro. Like, Real facts. He, he's the same age as us, bro. It's kind of crazy. Shout out to James Wiseman. Just low key. Go, ahead and go, go back to school get your uh, master's degree. Are we finna get our master's degrees? I am. I'm getting mm-hmm. a BMA. Or MBA, my bad. I'm not gonna lie. I can really see myself getting a PhD, bro. I'm getting a PhD in writing in English. Bro, I need to real. I need to like fully like actualize my intelligence. Yeah. I need to like really, actually. I think I need to go to mob, but that's so expensive, bro. That's really. You shouldn't do it right away. You should go to school. You should go get a job first. I should, bro, and then and then I get it down the line. Yeah. So I can so I can you know like invest yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And and you know yeah because you don't really need it to find a decent job to make some good bread. So I could just grind for a few years. Yeah, but but then you know what I'm saying. And also, when you start grinding, you're gonna realize like how much free time you have working like eight hours a day, ten hours a day. Cause like everything we do right now is oriented, revolving around school. Right. So you do it down the line. You're gonna have to work a little hard, but it's gonna be a little easier because. You can probably possibly by the time you really want to get into it, you can decrease your hours of work and still get paid the same amount. I mean, yeah. So, hey, bro, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. We can when I get my PhD. Bro. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be like thirty-five, not thirty. I can see myself getting a PhD in history or something like that. In English, man, you know I write books and and monologues and shit. Facts. People who like to write like to think. And I'm not going to lie, as I begin to think better, I begin to write better. 
I think one of the things that's always held me back with writing is I was always kind of like ashamed of my writing. Um, Where that book we did in seventh grade? Yeah. That book was ass. What, you think so? That book was down in fire. No, I remember the right one. No, I'm talking about the one we did in eighth grade with Yamiri. Which book was that? It's when it was like we had to find a treasure. Wait, yeah, find a jewel or some shit. I forgot about that one. That I, I remember the basketball story that we did about he, how he became his goat. Good. I think that was good. It was like me, you, Keel, and Xavier, I think. Yeah, we interviewed the goat, basketball player. Nah, like, we wrote a story about him. I know. We interviewed, like, in the story, we interviewed him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we was cold for that. Yeah. But, nah, I was, I was gonna say, like, I was always ashamed of my writing because I remember when I was younger, I... I, I People gonna think my mom is evil. <laughs> but like, we was, huh? I'll take some. But like, we was, if she was helping me write something, and it was just so, um, I was like, don't go crinkle the back down, man. I'm like, right, right next to all up next to the mic. Um, but I was about to say, um, my mom was like, she was honestly just, just correcting my writing. And it wasn't nothing, she wasn't even being mean. But I just couldn't take it. And I just started crying. And I, I never, and I know, I, mean, I understand now, but I didn't understand it before. Peer review is one of the most important aspects of writing. It's one of the biggest steps. That Peer review. You, have to, you need people to like look over your work. Your opinion. They need their opinion. And, and, I, and I always skip that step because I never wanted people to look at my writing. I wish you say you value the opinions of others. Right. But in high school, I wasn't doing that stuff. And honestly, even now, if I write a paper, I, I don't want anybody looking at it. If you're not relevant, you're, if you're not relevant, you're not making anything off your craft. But that does not mean that you're not a master at your craft. Nonetheless. Bro, honestly, just because... Pause it. Huh? Like, let's let it rain. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of used to just, like, disregard reading too... I, I disregarded writing too much when I was younger. I think... I think I just, I didn't think it was as important as, as it was because I kind of, I, I never put it together that if I want to be, if I want to do stuff in history, I need to be a, like at least a decent writer. You know, I didn't know how to write. I can I speak. Would say, I would say this, but I'm not going to. Why? Ah, fuck it. I didn't used to like writing because I didn't like to read. Right. But now I like to read, so I like to write. Why didn't you want to say that at first? Because I was about to say it the very, very wrong way. Oh. Well, like, yeah, bro. I mean, the more I like to read, the more I like to write. Just kind of just... I don't know. Reading is cool because you get to really just sit sit in the thoughts of the book. For me, I turn my phone off when I read. So, it really... I like to really immerse myself into what I'm reading. Instead of having to worry about notification or like... I, I, I fuck with that. I might have to start doing that. Bro, so. do it, bro. It really it, it helps you focus... Cause I, I I like to take notes when I read too. I need to be one hundred percent in the zone yeah. so I can understand what I'm reading, so I can articulate it correctly when I need to. Yeah. You know, I did that for Black, Black, and White Liberals. I'm doing it for um this book right here. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but Black on Black Violence: The The Psychodynamics of Black Self Annihilation in Service of White Domination by Amos Wilson. Um, this book has really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. Shout out to Amos Wilson. Yeah, rest in peace. He died ninety five. But um, he was he was a really he's a famous black leader, bro. He drew he drew a lot of inspiration from like from Marcus Garvey, 
I think hey. I think you should check him out, Michael. Like Evie, like bro, reading this book really got me thinking because he was a psychologist. Mm-hmm. So he's on. He's honestly, if you compare him to anybody, kind of like Doctor Umar, bro. Not uh-huh. in terms of like without the trolling, I got you. Huh? Without the trolling, I got you. Yeah, without, without the trolling, mm-hmm. without the trolling. You know, like because Doctor Umar is very like yeah. is very smart, and he's and he's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. So he he gets into like the real like psychodynamics and and just like. Side, just like just every anything psychological about black and white people, he gets it talks about that. Amos Wilson was doing that stuff in like the seventies and eighties. Hmm. You know, he was talking like this. Was he this, talking about it like in the same terms? Yeah, start with the black family. And well, he has talked about the black family in his book. Honestly, I just kind of found out about he Amos. I, yeah, he just talked about the black family. Okay. Like, bro, when is I told y'all about this book? The book I want to read next by him is the um the what's the name, what's the name of the book the the psychological development of the black child, like the Ooh. like 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 black like the psychology of black children. We basically. need. I I will read that book with you, bro, bro. Because we need to not like we need to know what we're doing when we're, we're trying to mentor these children, bro. Buy it, buy it soon. I will but, read it with you. Because after I read this book, I'm probably gonna read that next, I and I and I already have it. I, I already have it. it. I will buy this book. Read it, bro. Like, like read it with me. We can do a black Renix my liberal style. Yeah. And his his books are like that. Like, let me show you right now. His like it's it's like a similar style of like you know it's like chapter and then um yeah, you, 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 you know it has like it has like certain like like um sub sub subtitles subtitles yes exactly sub exactly it has it has sub it has sub chapters too mm-hmm. so we don't have to we don't have to um. Like read to the end of the chapter. Yeah, we can just stop it. You, you can just read at like at the stop of the sub, at the yeah. sub chapter. Yeah. And, like I love reading books like that. Yeah. And, like especially informational books because it makes it feel like the information is more cohesive. Yeah. And and in and, and in depth. Concise. concise and in depth. Yeah. I, I can I can make notes about it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm more intel. I, I know more about this about the whole subject. I can't remember it, but is the man not like that? Um, sort of. Sort of. It's really long period. It's really long chapters, and I think it does have some subchapters. But the subjects are long. Right. Like two or three. Yeah, they are. They are long. Like it's pretty long subchapters. I like the ones in here are kind of like are kind of short, but it's a lot of information. Yeah. So like. Huh? Or actually, keep passing my ruffles. But it's like it's it's. In smaller subchapters, but a lot of information. Like, I'll be I'll be writing notes, bro. I'll be reading for like thirty minutes, and then I'm writing notes for like another like fifteen to twenty minutes. Like, I'm trying to know this shit, bro. I'm trying to reach my potential, honestly, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to actually reach reach my goals. Just like how you trying to reach your potential with your producing, bro. Yeah. That's how I feel when it comes to my mind and learning. I feel like that too. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna be one of the greatest thinkers of all time. But you gotta put work towards it, bro. I read books. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you got to philosophize and I write my thoughts down all the time. And my thoughts are, are starting to move. Like I don't know. For for me personally, I've always okay. I've always talked about working hard and stuff like that in order to reach your goals and dreams. And I I always thought about it through my podcast. And through my body, but I never thought about it. Well, I, I thought about it. Never thought about it spiritually. I know, how I did. No, 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 no. Hell no. I'm not talking about it spiritually. 
Because I do think about it. I, I do that. I do think about it spiritually, but I think about it in a different way than you do. Because I'm very in tune with myself. Mm-hmm. And then how to keep myself in a happy place. And then how I can bring out the best, like, inner yeah. God in me yeah. to others. Yeah. You know, I think I think I understand myself really well. That's why I kind of, like, avoid a lot of BS that goes on. Because I, I, I separate and distance myself from that shit. You know, I, I grew out of that drama. You, you were talking about that earlier, bro. We yeah. don't like dealing with that shit no more, right? Yeah. I, I kind of grew out of it. But what I was saying is I wasn't developing the the history side of myself. I was developing it, but I wasn't reaching my full potential. I was kind of slacking a little bit. I wasn't reading as much as I I, I was reading, but I wasn't yeah. reading enough. And it's like a, it's like a honestly, life is like just like a cycle, bro. It's just not a cycle, but a, each stage. Because I was at the stage where I was where I had knowledge, but I it wasn't as in depth as it could have been because I wasn't putting the work on my knowledge. And then and then I realized how much I didn't know, so I started reading again. I started reading a lot. But then the more it's like. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know, and you realize how much more there is to learn. So that's kind of what I'm at the stage I'm at right now, where I'm trying to just gobble up information. I need to know everything, bro. So you can filter it and then regurgitate it back on here, or have conversations about the knowledge issue. Both, bro. I want to regurgitate it back on my podcast, and I want to talk about it when I'm in regular conversations with people. Okay. But honestly, something. That does motivate me is the fact that I do have a podcast, so I know I have an outlet. I have a guaranteed outlet to to get my thoughts out. Yeah, it's guaranteed. So, um, yeah, but yeah, bro, I just wasn't I just wasn't realizing my potential enough. So I I mean I think I'm at a different stage right now where I'm really, where I'm really hyper focused towards my goals. I guess. And honestly, when I start working again on Thursday, bro, I'm really finna get in the grind, bro. But I say, I'm working Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. And then I might do Instacart a few days, do the internship a little bit, you know, just. But all, all while keeping my sanity, I'm still going to read every day, work out. Just, you know, all while keeping myself intact. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not going to burn myself out, most definitely not. But, I, but I'm going to get this bag, though, bro. In podcast. Hell yeah, we're going we gonna to be in here. We're going to be in here. For sure. You know, this is our second one today. Bro, when I was talking to Earn Your Leisure, they said they was recording a few a day, bro. How many? Um, it really depended, like like a few. It's a few a day. I mean, it could have been two a day, maybe three one day. I don't know. Yeah. But like they they was recording. You gotta you gotta put if you want to reach that level, you gotta put that next level work in. Exactly. You gotta put that next level work. I was thinking about that when I was reading, bro. I was I was kind of slacking a little. I, I wanted to take notes. I didn't want to take notes at this time. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, no, it wasn't with that. It was, I was editing podcast clips. And I was about to stop. Okay. But I was like, nah. If I want to reach the level I want to reach, I got to put in next level work. I can't just stop when I when I, when I I get the first level. instinct to stop. Next level. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. That's why I'm really trying to post every single day. I was slacking when I was in college. But I'm trying to post on my account every single day. I'm trying to expand the reach, bro. I'm trying to reach the vision, bro. I've been posting on TikTok, bro. I'm gonna tomorrow. I'm probably gonna make some sound bites. I'm gonna start the clothing brand. Hmm. I'm gonna start the clothing brand. What you gotta do, bro? You know what I think we should do. What? We should uh, lean heavy on Avatar. On Avatar? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? 
We should do like a, a lotus on the hood. Ooh. Right damn here. Damn here. A lotus? Yeah. I'll be fire, bro. We can do lavender hoodies. We can do uh, like a, a darker purple hoodie. It'll be it'll be fire merch. A white and we can do a black. It'll be fire merch. And then we'll do a red one that says, or we'll do one which has a red lotus, a white lotus, a black lotus, a purple lotus. Let's say League of Lotuses. Why? Why red though? The red lotus. But that's not us though. We're the black lotus. Our colors we're are all, purple and black. We're all ideologies, though. You see what I'm saying? We are. We're all ideologies. I'm saying the League of Ideologies, the League of Blood. Mm. Okay. That's valid. That's very valid. Mm, that would be cool. Like, and we could have like some of like things that we say a lot on the podcast. Like, as like quotes on it. Mm-hmm. Just like just common things that we say. Like for me, I always say, "Nah." I could imagine this on a shirt. But <laughs> I always say black people spend ninety eight percent of their disposable of their disposable income outside of the community. We could do that. We can do put we can put quotes on it. You think so, bro? You, yeah, bro we, all on the back. Bro, I'm not gonna lie, that would be such good promo. Cause like think if if we have insightful stuff yeah. on the back of the hoodie and people read that, yeah. they'll be like, Who's saying that? I wanna listen to them. Yeah. We'll do quotes all, Ooh, all on the back. This is innovation right here. It's gonna be a little more expensive, but it's okay. Bro. We don't have to, we don't have to pay for it front. It's gonna be quality. It's gonna be quality. Cause that that's not yeah, that that's matters. like it makes us more money in the long run because it's it's giving exposure quality. to the brand. We're you doing uh, we're doing what you call it too. What? Um in in uh embroidery. Okay. Babe. So shout out to all the sages. These these cities are on fire. Um, the hat's gonna be fire so we're gonna do uh we're actually gonna do a uh a lotus type of thing we're gonna get into contact with a couple of artists oh god and we're gonna do like hat logos and shit Thanks. We're, gonna, we're gonna expand the black lotus logo that's gonna be fire we expand it from the theme song oh yeah and and, and y'all there is no timetable on this stuff it's gonna happen we don't know that's, when. That's another thing I love about our podcast. It is timeless. Timeless as hell, bro. It's a timeless ass podcast. Timeless. Timeless, bro. Timeless. Everything we say is always going to be. Timeless. It's always relevant, bro. It's always timeless. Because it's just thoughts. We don't rely too heavily on the current events. No, not at all. Sometimes you mention them, but not at all. Yeah, that's why we can release podcasts whenever we need to. Exactly. And it's like we can record one in March and not release until till June because the information is timeless. And if we mention a current event, it's a really big one, so you'll know about it. Right. Like, you know if you if you are if you're watching history, we always re- reference. I think that's a good time. I think that's a good thing. Historians will know what time period we recorded it based off of the event that happened. Facts. Like, we recorded one about Joe Biden, the president. You know what I'm saying? If you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? If you're listening to this, you got to know who the president is. Bro, and the thing is, like, people are going to look back and hear this stuff. 
Bro, our podcast could like could like blow up in like thirty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really could. If it is, if it is, if it never blow up in the near future, it could blow up in like thirty years just because people are now interested into hearing stories of the past and like real life past experiences and honestly some of our predictions that might have come true. What if the black what if the black society actually like manifests? And they come and listen to my shit. I'd be a god. Hey bro. I would really be a god. Who knows, bro? Predicting this shit. We're saying, hey, we need to start leaning towards services. Are we gonna listen? Are we gonna listen? Yeah, I'm gonna show them how to do it, so. Bro. Hey. Whatever, whatever, whatever it takes, bro. My good mind, you, man. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, bro. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. We got a, got a lot of big plans, bro, but one step at a time, bro. Kevin Samuels said don't cheat the game. I'm saying. Shout out to Kevin Samuels, man. We haven't talked about him. You want to talk about him? Yeah, we can talk about him right now. It really kind of made me kind of feel numb about it. Because my mom was like, you know, your boy died. I was like, I haven't listened to Kevin Samuels in like five months. I wouldn't really call my boy, but then I, I see, really started. See, like I, I can't see my. I don't like how you did that shit. Cause, bro, just just cause you stopped watching him doesn't mean he wasn't your boy. Cause he, you know, the homecoming, you was trying to like, act like you wasn't even, you wasn't, you didn't even listen to him. You didn't even agree with nothing he said. No, I'm not saying. That. No, but no, but no, but that's what you're making it seem like. No, that's not. That's it. No, that's exactly what you're making no, it seem I like. I referenced him. I was the person who brought him up. No, no, but no, but when when people were like, y- y- y'all like Kevin Samuels. You was like, he was like, yeah, I guess. I don't listen to him anymore, though. Like, trying to act like, nah, I'm past him. Like, and I was like, I don't listen to him that much either. But well, I, I mean, like, I, I remember the stuff he was saying. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Continue what you're saying about what you said about your mom. Uh, and then I really got to, then I really started to, like, really think about, like, his impact on, like, my ideology. And it has a huge impact. I picked his I picked his side over uh, Omar's. You did. Explain why. Because I believe that the black family starts with the parents. You can correct the child's actions, but you cannot. But a child cannot correct the parents' actions. In the in, and it's up to the parents to provide, protect, nurture, and nature. Is the child. A child cannot so, fix a broken home. <clears throat> a broken home should not introduce children. Facts. That's facts, bro. I don't know. I think that's one of the things about Kevin Samuels that I think a lot of people don't understand is that he was preaching for, for black men and black women to be together, yeah. to understand each other. Yeah. And honestly, he he was, well, the stuff he was saying, the stuff that, that women came on the show doing, it kind of showed how, how how out of touch they were yeah. With black men and what, and what we want from them, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. One of the common things they say is a lot of black women will say stuff like, I want a, um, eight, I want a, I want a six-figure dude. Mm-hmm. But only 8% of men make six figures. Men, not not black yeah. men. So that, that number is probably, is probably mm-hmm. like, like cut into... Um, l- less up. than halves, bro. It's diced up, Cuddy. And how many of those people are NBA players, bro? Athletes. It's only yeah, it's least. only so many. Yeah, at, 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 at least 
Well, I mean, think about it. It's fifty percent. They say, or he said, it's where it's close to fifty percent. But you it off with, but but here with old money and business money. But here's the thing. He was he was saying stuff like, if if we if we um, I can't even remember what I was saying. I can't remember what else. What what's that that I just said, bro? I can't even remember. Um, <clears throat> oh, right, right, facts. Okay, <laughs> look at my memory failing me at the worst time. Um, <laughs> but I was saying that if we, if those those women want that type of dude, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Sand was saying realistic. It's like, does does he want you? Because mm-hmm. men who make a lot of money, they're desired by a lot of women, evidently, since yeah, they all ask for that. I feel like he he left out the part that it's not about if he wants you because somebody wants you. Right. But it's not him. Exactly, exactly. So he's saying tam- tamper your mm-hmm. expectations. Exactly. And like like we're we're all, we're all caught up in the in the in the, in the individualistic well, American want. society of we we deserve everything no matter yeah. what. No matter who we are, no matter how we act, no matter what we look like, yeah. and it's like we're not realistic with ourselves enough. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're average, get with an average dude. You know what I'm saying? Or like at least aspire for, like like don't aspire for for the top if if you're not the top. Sure. Like people talk about be realistic. About, what you be, be, be realistic, and people talk about um like certain phobias and and just like like okay for example like fat phobia and stuff like that. I seen this on Twitter. People people were talking about how our society is very fat phobic. And I don't I don't think people who are bigger should be, be treated a different way. I used to be big, bro. Was I and, in the car and, with you the other day? Who I, oh no, I was in the car with my other friend. I was in the car with my other friend, and we were talking about a certain specific part of our country that has a lot of people who could be mistaken as women. And uh, <laughs> we, have, we have a saying now that uh, Ava has Adams in her throat. What? Ava has apples in her throat. Bro, how does that relate to anything what I was saying, bro? What were you saying? Dude. <laughs> wait, I, wait. I, I know, but... No, I, no, it did relate in my head, but keep... What would you say? <laughs> no, I was just saying that... Like, I was saying I, I was used to be big myself. I didn't really like how I was cheated when I was big, but... Those are just the, the realities of society. Not before that. No, that that's that's what I was leading into. That's what I was talking about. I know, but before that, though. I don't know what I, that's but no the no the, the idea was just talking about like standards. Yeah. Being being realistic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's standards. Yeah, that the other thing. But there's a lot of people out there who don't have that standard. Or I felt that and uh, I think that came That's not a standard. They they just don't choose to swing that way. What do you mean? That they don't, that they don't choose, they, they they don't choose to swing that way. But there are people who choose to swing that way, which is a whole different sexual market. So I feel like when we talk about these numbers, we gotta place them in like different sexual markets. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Can 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 you elaborate on that for for those who don't understand? So like, all the sevens are in the same pool. You know what I'm saying? Sixes and sevens are in the same pool. Eights and nines are in the same pools. Tens and tens, tens and uh, tens and nines are the same pool. Mm-hmm. Ones and tens are not the same. 
So what were we saying? Honestly, just talking about the overall, the overall. Um, just think, think about the expectations and standards. I think we need to be more, more realistic as a society about what, what we can get. And I think that's what Kevin Samuels was preaching. And people ask, people ask why I like it so much is because as someone who thinks the way I think when it comes to like, how do I think the black community is going to be saved and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I think a more cohesive family structure. And over time, I've come to realize that a cohesive family structure doesn't even doesn't even need to mean a mom and a dad, bro. But as long as you have like 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 a, like a, like a healthy, stable village, you know, like if if you don't if you don't if there if there isn't a father figure there, there there's at least maybe an uncle an uncle who can fulfill that same role as a father. You know, so so you're not longing for for a man's love as much as you're a dude. And the same role for a mother. If a mother isn't around, you have you know grandma, like aunts, people people who can fill that role. So like it's in, it's inclusive to everybody, all types, all types, sexualities, and everything. But as long as you have a healthy village, you know it'll be it'll be good. And something Kevin Samuels talked about was we need to get therapy, therapy for as a community. You know, we need right. to we need to be counseled on our problems because there are, there's a lot of generational curses and generational baggage that we've experienced over the years after slavery. You know, there's like it's only like six, seven generations. That's six people who've raised a line of, of individuals. You know, it's, it's, it's not like my 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 great great grandmother died in 1948. Right. Yeah. And she she helped raise my grandmother. And my great great grandmother was born in 1899, so that means somebody who was born in the 1800s is influencing how I'm raised, because 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 my grandmother saw how she was raised, so so she mimicked it, and tried to and tried to help teach me how how she how how she was taught, just like how she taught my mom. It's the same type of stuff, and my great great grandmother learned how to parent from from my great 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 grandmother. It's all. It's all like, it's all connected, bro. So I just think, overall, we need to we need to address our trauma as a community. And I don't know. One last thing that Kevin Samuel did for me was he made me unapologetic in the way that I thought as a black man in this country. A lot of time, our ideas are shunned. It's looked that you're looked at as crazy. I seen people say that Kevin Samuel's was a, was a, was a white dude, bro. People wouldn't be people wouldn't be acting as crazy as he was. Since he was black, it was a little different. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, like, it's like, black men stay in your place. Why, are you, why are you speaking up? We don't value your thoughts. That's I and I've, I wanted to talk about this actually for for a minute now. When it comes to when it comes to black men in podcasting, mm-hmm. I think I might have talked about another podcast that hasn't been released, but I'm gonna talk about it now, anyway, because I'm tired of people slandering black male podcasts. Because I think this is our this is our time to get our voice back and how we think, you know we're we're always bombarded with it with how the women in our community think and that's fine, but we got a voice too. We got a voice too. We have ideas and solutions as well. Now I'm gonna sound. We're like thinking a over here. I don't want to sound like a whiny now. It's it's just you know what I'm saying we're just simply expressing our voices. Hell yeah, I'm sticking up for the. For the for the whole podcast community, because people be people be shitting on them. Like, if you're black, then you tell somebody you got a podcast, they roll your eyes. I speak my mind and, I, and I'm open about it. Oh, what a lame! You're so lame for for not acting like everybody else and getting a job and and, and submitting to to your oppressor. Yeah, let me let me submit and suck his. Like, bro, you know, yeah. I'm glad you thought about it this time. 
<laughs> but um, but like you know, like I I seen I seen people say shit like, oh, like, all y'all do starting podcasts. Why don't y'all become plumbers again? Like you was interested in a plumber anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted a plumber. Like you were clamoring for plumbers before. You you was you were, you were, you were raving for him. You right. So around. Right. Right. Like it's just not it's not rational, logical, and just saying anything in order to put us down. And I'm tired of it, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm, I'm. It's kind of been on my mind for a minute, bro. And it's kind of been um, cause then in Power Nomics, Dr. Claw was talking about how whites control like 99 percent of media, mm-hmm. and all of we're doing podcasts on white platforms. Mm-hmm. Once once we get once we get more powerful, we can make our own platform for mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, and then we're not dependent on them anymore. Exactly. But it's like, it and not every podcast is gonna be successful. Exactly. But at least we're all we're all getting the common idea of like, as a black man, we got a lot to say. And bro, in in my in my book, bro, in in this book I'm reading, Amos Wilson talks about how the leading the leading cause of black male death from the age of um, of 35 to 34. No, no, su- suicide rate is the highest. From twenty five to thirty four, black black male suicide, right? Mm-hmm. And with um, with white men, mm-hmm. it's sixty five and over, right? And he he was talking about in the book that as black men we we have we have been through so much trauma, um, just all, all, all like trauma, like all types of stuff that's that's been pressed on us, like broken homes, you know, lack of father figures, like. Like embarrassment, mm-hmm. quote unquote toxic masculinity. You know, like like being n- not being truly comfortable in our manhood because because a lot of us haven't had fathers who taught us that stuff. Mm-hmm. So so we don't so we don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we kind of we have some type of animosity towards ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've been through a lot before the age of thirty, mm-hmm. and, and from and from age of fifteen and twenty four, mm-hmm. the, the 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 leading cause of black male death is homicide or suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I'm trying to say is we're, we're dealing with a lot. Yeah. So we gonna talk about it. Yeah. We want to talk about what we're dealing with. This is our avenue to get out. We're gonna keep talking about it. Bless you. Thank you. And we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about it. And if you got a podcast and you feel it and if you and if you feel like you got something to say, talk your shit, bro. And tap in. Talk your shit, facts, and tap in. Tap in. We, bro. We just trying to great. We just trying to create, bro. We trying to expand ideology. Just get out what we got to say. Because we be thinking a lot. We be thinking about the state of this country a lot. The state of our community a lot. And I'm not in this shit for, for black men, black women, bro. I ain't in this shit for shits and giggles, man. Any sexuality, bro. I'm not in it for that shit. I'm in it for us as a people. Not nice. not not saying I don't agree with all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm all, for, I'm all for, for the rights of every individual. All for one and all for, and one for all. But... Right? But... If black people, uh-huh. if we come together, oh. all those rights will be satisfied. Because at the end of the day, we're the pioneers of change in this country. Michael Jackson was woke. Make a better change for Like, bro, for real, like, we're every, every, nah, every. Nah, I can't take that back. Michael Jackson wasn't woke. If you really are woke, this is the real question. Segregation a bad thing, and if you say segregation was a bad thing, with no, no question about it, don't talk to me. 
Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think no. we need to stop saying that. We need to stop. We need to stop saying that without context. No, I'm, 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 I'm no longer going to keep giving context to people who aren't woke. I, I, I'm not going. Well, when we're talking about shit like that, that's real shit. But I, I think it, like there's for, for for those who don't understand. Yeah. We need to. Make I'm gonna leave it like we, that. We, on need this to, podcast, we need to. We need to make that understand. I don't. I don't want to explain it on this podcast. I mean, I want to leave that so people we can maybe go viral or some shit. Hell no! I won't say that shit. I hate it. I'm going hard. You know I mean? You know I'm gonna say that shit. Huh? You know I'm gonna say that shit. I just said it. Right. I don't know. We 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 work great together. But I don't know, this this like the 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 severely racist aspects of segregation obviously was deplorable. It's hard to even start our own shit because it was always shot down. Literally, you know. Yeah, but down. <laughs> but there there were there were advantages. There were advantages to it, just cohesiveness and working together. That's something that we could take from from, from our from the black people of our of our past. You know, we could we could really draw inspiration from that. That's why I was talking about. I just want to see a movie of just black economic prosperity, like a movie, a movie dealing with like a plot in that timeline. And like, so like a like a, a Tulsa, Oklahoma, Wolf of Black Wall Street. Shit, damn near. That shit would be raw. As just, fuck. just this. It's not that some shit would like, be raw as like, fuck. like, like, like black. Hollywood, pro- you heard me. Wolf of Black Wall Street. It's like, bro, like Wall. It's like you. The movie isn't about black prosperity, but it takes place in an area of black prosperity. Mm-hmm. So there's an actual plot, you know, villain, good guy, bad guy. But everything around you, you're seeing black wealth working together, community. You know. I think some stuff like that would would really blink. Or it could be, or it could just be like this: another wolf on another Wall Street, and they can do it in Harlem. Hell yeah! With people who of a black of a black of a, of a, of a, a black um, stocksman. Mm-hmm. From like the nineteen twenties, going through like the uh, Harlem Renaissance. Nineteen twenties Harlem Renaissance. And, and then he's having his, all of his friends are like famous people. But right. he also has friends with black, with like broke people. Shit, honestly, bro, you don't. I don't even think you know about this, but we could do a film on the nineteen forties, put the highlight on the Frisco. Then that would be real too. But like in that era, the nineteen forties and bro, the nineteen forties and fifties, the nineteen forties and fifties, Fillmore was called Harlem of the West. My grandma grew up in Fillmore, bro. She used to tell me story. I was like, she used to just walk down the street and get black stuff. It was all black. Fillmore was all black. It was all black area. It was all Negro. And and it's actually crazy because when you talk about the highway acts of the nineteen fifties, Gary Gary Boulevard in San Francisco yeah. was built right through my great grandmother's house. It was about, it was built through it. Yes, and my great grandmother lost her house. And my I my well well when we ended up getting a new house, which is one of the houses that, that my family has now. Okay. In Bayview. Yep. But my my grandma was telling me that her mother was crying when she lost the house because she didn't want to leave Fillmore. That's where she was from. Yeah, mo, mo, bro. That's that's where that's where that's where she grew up. That's where she was comfortable at. But these these white people were so comfortable building stuff through black neighborhoods. That's where they did it. All these highway like expansions and, and expressways. Mm-hmm. It's always built built through like this is not just an SF thing, bro. This is a this was a nationwide phenomenon, bro. For surely, they built the they built the highway right through Compton or something. Right. And I just I just piece it together right now that that um, highway I think it's one on one it was Crestview San Francisco, it's mm-hmm. like 
my, my uncle told me that like one side of the highway is where the white people were allowed to buy houses, and mm-hmm. the other side is where the other black people do. Yeah, I heard about that too. You know, but that was a connection that I made without even like reading about it. It's a connection that I was at the park and I looked at the I looked at the highway. I'm like, this side is where the black people are, yeah. and the other side is where they let the white people live. Yeah, you had to make that connection. So. Right. It's it's that's that's why the thing I love about reading because I can make connections. I can just it just helps me easy uh, helps me make connections easier. Just like everything just clicks in my brain a little harder. Yeah. You know? But it's like, bro, it just makes you think. Every people dismiss history and stuff like that, but a lot of stuff we see is there for a reason. And it's all important. Yeah. It's important stuff, bro. Uh, we don't it's be highly looking, important. We we don't be looking at it we don't be looking de- deeply enough. We we look at everything at a surface level. There's just all all rats trying trying to run on, on a little rat. Yeah. Rat race, rat cage or whatever. Yeah. All trying to Reach the same goals that our society told us to to go to do. Yeah, bro, I'm, I don't know, bro. I'm not gonna say the same. I'm anti-establishment because, like, bro, I, I, bro, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black capitalist, bro. I, I believe. I, I want us to use capitalism or to succeed. I think we can use the system for ourselves. But I think like the, the system right is broken as hell. Like it I is. I believe in truth. I believe in the right establishment. I don't believe in. I'm not an anti-establishment. I'm, I'm, I'm a just established. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, my, 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 I said the system was broken, but like, we can still use it to our advantage. It, it, it's broken, yeah. it's been broken on it, but it's broken. It's a broken system, but it's working how it's supposed to for them. But, it, but, it's time, but it's time we flip the switch and use it for ourselves. We yeah, build the system for ourselves and don't know how to get out of it. Right. We built it. Bro, did you see that one thing? Bro, I'm going to read it to you right now, bro. Mm-hmm. You, you see you that one slave poster, bro? I'm about to read this to you right now, bro. Free, free black black lotus reading session right here, bro. It's like a poster, like like a slave auction poster. Mm-hmm. I'm about to show you this stuff, bro. Black lotus third nigga, no, 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 that would be kind of crazy. Um, okay, here it is, bro. Hold on. Here it is, bro. Negroes for sale. By public auction, on Thursday, 10 a.m., the 12th of April, 1848, prime and healthy, at O'Donnell's Auction House, 2 Cumberland Street, Charleston, South Carolina, 25 field hands, trained at hoeing, chopping, thrashing, bailing, plowing, and they're a peaceful lot, no troublemakers, strong, can work in the heat all day long, 10 boys being taught to drive wagons and fetch, they're quick learners. 18 women, eight, 18 women, eight with future insurance, all house trained, clean okay, cooking. Say louder, say louder. For, my those, for those who don't know what future insurance means, it means that they uh, are able to produce babies. I didn't I didn't know that. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Pass that mic over here, bro. All, okay. It says all house trained, clean cooking, ironing. Making beds, six girls. They're like commonly. I don't know what that means. Quiet, mm-hmm. buttoning out, not headstrong, manageable. One female, superior cook and excellent seamstress. Also for sale at one o'clock. Plow horses, cows, hogs. One prime bull, five headed goats, two wagons. Like bro, you That's see? Crazy shit. You see how? Well, read this for yourself, bro. Like, it's crazy seeing how a lot of those terms are still used in sales today. This system has been humming along for a while. 
sure. It didn't just start a hundred years ago. This is a system that has been in place. It's and it's kind of crazy so seeing crazy. April 12, 1848. Like, that was a real date in history. This is yeah. actually happening. That's like how I write January 21st, 2022. Mm-hmm. Same thing for them. And it's, it's a thing, bro. It's just wild. And a lot of those skills today that they're make that they're talking about were skills that that that, that black people still had. Cause so the shit, shit comes from slavery. That's why for me, obviously, every time I hear people talking about inventions and stuff like that, I don't know Eli Whitney, Cotton Gin, all that bullshit, <laughs> yeah. bro. You know, black people made up made that shit, bro. We was yeah. one working in the fields, bro. First we made. We was, every, every 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 agricultural invention that was made. It was made by us. It was made by us, bro. We was the one experimenting, tinkering, trying to make shit better. If it was made in the South, it was made by us. But the thing is, back then, we, we couldn't get patents. So, then the patent, we I think, it we, we went to the slave owner. Master. So, master, like, but the, master. But this, the point of all that's what I'm trying to say is, all this stuff is connected, bro. Mm-hmm. But, what time is it, bro? I I need to go home. Michael, I was falling asleep, brother. I know. But I was on when I had, so I had a lot to say. That was a good podcast. It was. That was a quick, quick one. That was not quick. It wasn't? It's like the end of two hours. Sorry, guys. Sorry to you. We were talking for two hours. Think so? Let me check. I told you I got a lot to say, bro. There's no way. There's no way we were talking for two hours. I got a lot to say, bro. Look at that. No, that's not too loud. I got hour 30. Alright, brother. This has been another episode of the Black Lotus Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And we will be back very, very soon. Literally tomorrow. <laughs> um, I want to release you guys soon. I want to release this one next. Okay. That's good. It's going to be number 50. Yep. 50, baby! Thank you guys so much for 50 episodes! This is like really big for me. Like, I really wanted to give you guys a message for this. So, listen. To all the sages out there who have been listening to this for day one, thank you so much for 50 episodes. To all, like, the people out there who have been saying, like, keep going, thank you for 50 episodes. That's um, real shit, bro. Appreciate y'all, bro. Thank everybody you to everybody who's listened so far. Thank you for 50 episodes. I'm not gonna lie, I wanna say how much it means to me whenever I look at our anchor and I see how many plays a new episode gets just because it shows me that, uh, like, the the work that I put in to be a, to be a better man you know, it's kind of paying off you know because I care about this shit so I appreciate anybody who tunes in bro just messes with, with me and Michael as people bro like we appreciate y'all bro like I swear to God for real for, for Mama Dukes appreciate you for Pops appreciate you for Maddie appreciate you for Granny appreciate you Granny appreciate you the most for really letting me you know live my dream in here um we giving tributes to family members in this <laughs> Well, I mean, if they ever hear this shit, I, I doubt they'll ever hear it. This shit, I, I give a tribute to my mom, bro. It's <laughs> always, always pursuing, always pushing me to, to pursue like any dream I have, like never shooting down any anything that I think of. Always, always hopeful and excited about my dreams and shit like that. Never, always being there for me. And uh, I probably say, uh, shit, uh, Uncle Ronnie, for uh, always facilitating good conversation with me and helping me. Uh, expand my, my, my thoughts and how how I think, and give, just give me an opportunity to um, express myself and bring bring what I and bring what we talk about onto my podcast and my platform. So uh, he he was so excited. He saw one of our clips on TikTok, bro. 
like That's randomly. Crazy. And he was like, oh my God, is that Joey? Like, I, it was, it was kind of funny, but yeah, bro, like, appreciate everybody who's, um, you know, all, all my boys. And appreciate you, and appreciate everybody who's came on for real. Thanks, bro. Like, Thanks. you guys all came on. You guys are the first people to come on and invest into our dream. Um, yeah, man. 50 episodes to another 50. And we out there. As long as you guys show love, we'll stay consistent. Peace, one love, y'all.